Do you desire to turn your passion into income? Connect with other creative souls who also dance to the beat of their own drum? I'm Marie Nicole and I'm devoted to combining beauty, uniqueness and connection in everyday living experiences. As a creative professional and Dharma coach, I help people connect to the truth of who they are and facilitate them in embodying their uniqueness. It is my hope in this podcast that I inspire you to live your life on your terms and earn your income through being uniquely you. After all, it's the unique thread that we each contribute to the collective tapestry that creates the whole. you're serious about earning your living from doing what you love, then taking the approach of truly understanding what's effective, what's getting you the results you desire, and what's nice to do or have, but really not serving you in your overall objective is super important. When I first started trading at markets, a seasoned marketeer introduced me to the idea of tracking everything to do with that market specifically. I was already tracking the true cost of making and selling my creations, but I had not considered tracking the variables of trading at that actual market. For me at the time, markets were a welcome change of environment. I really wanted to connect with customers and fellow makers in person, as I was spending so much time working at home alone. I'd been selling through shops and, um, and my online store already, but had limited connection with people who were living the same existence as I was, which is why some markets became my regulars, not so much based on how much I sold at the market, but who I was connected with while trading there. Now back to tracking everything at a market. This lady shared that she tracked the date, the fee, the weather conditions, the theme of the market, even her store location within the venue, what sold, who she sold to, whether or not they were local or a visitor. These details may seem over the top for some, but I know after many years of doing markets that I started to see patterns in what was predictable. While you may not be able to predict the weather, you can predict whether or not your target audience is more likely to be out and about in certain weather conditions or at a certain themed market. If I was trading at a market in Canberra, but the people actually buying from my store were from Sydney, Newcastle or Wollongong, then that told me it could serve me well to trade at a market in those areas, which I did. And then there were certain markets like in Newcastle and out near Orange that were much more profitable, but also put me right in front of my target audience while also giving me an opportunity to travel and enjoy the adventure of trading there. Rather than always trading at my closest market in Canberra, that did not place me in front of my target audience. That said, a market in Canberra was one of those that I met a lot of other makers and that became great friends, so I still wanted to maintain those connections. So I still did that market, just less frequently. Now, post-market, in between markets, I would also track where my online customers came from and ask them how they discovered my online store. And if they mentioned a market, then I knew that market was serving me in terms of a promotion. And this information also helped me decide on where to travel to trade. After doing markets for a few years, I also started to take really close notice of the experience I was having at different markets too. And I found trading at a festival or a market that was attached to a festival was so much more fulfilling for me personally. So I chose to do those more. 
Once I ceased travelling to trade, I took this practice into my bricks and mortar store and I tracked daily visitation, numbers of people that came through, the times of day that they came in, where they came from, even down to whether or not they were a unique or returning visitor. This aspect was very informative as I could see who came back repeatedly from afar. And because I also asked people how they found out about the store, I knew which marketing portals were actually working in my favour too, and I'd channel my energy into those portals more. Plus, I took a mental note of what the reason for their visit was, and noticed that there were certain days that attracted people who were just wanting to see the building, because I was in a beautiful heritage building, and take in the sites, but were not necessarily shoppers. And so while that was lovely to connect with those people and help them enjoy their experience, when relying on your revenue from your venture to earn your living, then being conscious of what's serving the objective becomes even more important. So I made decisions on which days, what times to trade based on the data I collected and analysed regularly. The last few months of my time in the commercial space, I ran by appointment, which ended up being so much more profitable and enjoyable as I was able to get more work done and connect with my target audience on a deeper level when they came in to make their purchases. Other factors I began to look at more closely was based on the products that I was selling with little or no effort compared to the ones that took a lot of time with little or no return on investment. So I slowly phased those out as they were not allowing me to reach my objective. I cannot stress enough the importance of knowing what's working for you and what's not. This has become especially important for me now as a single mum and the fact that I've had to let go of my commercial space has meant taking this approach of tracking everything into other areas of my life and business. As someone now working from home and maintaining a small acreage, it's critical that I focus on what's serving and what's not. And even to the point of ensuring that I can allow for time for leisure and pleasure and not be constantly chasing the dollar or just keeping up with maintenance. Doing what brings joy and a return on investment informs where I'm placing more of my energy these days because I really cannot afford to have my energy depleted and miss out on the joy of living because I'm just operating in survival mode. So I'd like to encourage you to find methods that are simple but effective in tracking what's truly serving your objective, especially if you wish to do what you love to earn your living. And as always, if you could do with someone to support you through establishing these practices, I'm here to help. My embodiment coaching service is all about finding that flow and maintaining balance in your everyday living experiences so you can create a life you love too. Until next time. Start taking mental note, at least, of what's truly assisting you in reaching your objectives. Thank you so much for your time. I know how valuable it is, and I hope you got value out of listening to this podcast. If you are looking for a coach to support and guide you through your own unique journey of creating a life you love, then reach out for a connection call. And if you'd like to connect with other creative souls in person by joining us at a workshop, a retreat, or to book a unique um, shopping experience here at Creators Nest, I run those by appointment. So check out the website for more details. The link is in the show notes. Oh, and please leave a review. I'd love to hear any insights or inspirations that were activated in you from this podcast. And I look forward to drumming, dancing, 
for soaring alongside of you.